And a one. And a one, two, three. Go! Woo! Yeah, it's going to be another wild and wacky ride today. I feel like... I feel like there is a, a a palpable difference when we record on Friday versus Tuesday. Interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like by by Fridays we have no foxes left to give. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have a very interesting topic today, Allison. You know, we we have had such fun, so many fun guests this year already. Mm-hmm. We have been talking nothing but going to Gen Con and and all these other things. Um, and you were like, hey, Matt, is there anything else? Do, do we have personalities outside of ADHD and D&D? <laughs> I, my hypothesis is no. <laughs> okay, so that's a hypothesis. You have a hypothesis, and we're going to test this theory today on the ninth episode of the second season of ADHD 20, which is a podcast where we find the intersection between ADHD, ADHD and, and TTRPGs. Yeah. Yes. That's it. And I'm Matt. Oh, right. Hi, I'm Allison. Hi, Allison. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Uh, but before we get into the yes, topic ma'am. and how and how I came up with the topic, yes. uh, which is a story in and of itself, why don't Ooh. we? Oh crap! I don't have my D one hundred. You would think after twenty something episodes of this, we would be prepared for our own podcast, but we're not. Oh god, dopamine! Yes. You want to go first? I will go first on the ADHD one hundred table lovingly Let's crafted party. by you and our friend Fitz. Um, I rolled an 89. All right. 89. Uh, <laughs> what oh, is God. one viral trend that you have participated in? Wow. I love that I get to ask the ultimate hipster who hates conformity what viral trends you have participated in. Oh, boy. I feel like you, as our marketing social media maven master, would know better than me. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming that it extends to like TikTok dances and uh, ice bucket challenges. I did, I've done neither All of those things. of the things about the internet you hate the most. Exactly. <laughs> By the oh, way, dear. in case okay. anyone's curious, I have done both of the things that Matt just mentioned. That I just mentioned? Yeah, I am stumped. Hold on. Hold on. There's got to be something. I'm, I'm not trying to be cool, I promise. I'm genuinely trying to. Okay. I stumped Matt. I think you stumped me. I really do. I feel like even as it relates to maybe when we were like social mediaing together for Jump, we would do like Man Candy Mondays and Woman Crush Wednesday posts. Okay. And we did Throwback Thursday stuff. We even made throwback up our Thursday. own like hashtags. Go to Hell Tuesdays. Go to Hell Tuesdays. Everybody's favorite. Uh, when when these apps first came out, I did take an occasional picture of coffee or food. Oh yes, yeah. You do your green posts on St. Patty's Day. I do. I dye my mm-hmm. food on St. Patrick's Day and then take a picture of it. Okay, there you go. See, <laughs> see, beautiful. <laughs> God, that was hard. I'm, I'm so, sorry. I'm so I'll try to do better. I'll try to do better. Please, anybody listening, give me a viral trend that you think would be suitable for me that I wouldn't, you know, turn my nose up 
uh, two oh, and. Oh, uh-uh. out of your comfort zone, sir. Even if you will turn your nose up, it'll only make you stronger. Please, <sighs> Discord community, give Matt all the viral trends you would like to see him participate in. <laughs> Our friendship has been all about you pushing me out of my comfort zone. Truth, truth. Yeah. I think it, I think it's time, Matt. Time for, for me to leave the nest. Okay, we'll see. Uh, to be continued. Allison, what did you roll on the D100 <laughs> table? I rolled a nine. I think we've gotten this one. Yep, we have. So the only choice that you have if we do our above or below is um, above, actually. All right, let's go up. Let's go up. Number 10. Number 10. Uh, if you could play only one D&D class for the rest of your life, oh, no. what would it be and why? I feel like that's very similar to what I also know I've answered, which is which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And here's, it's, you know it's going to be a caster because I just feel like playing a brute, and maybe this is where I need to grow, right? Like maybe okay. I should commit to... I, you know, I, I'd be a barbarian and see how many different ways I could play a bruiser. Maybe that would be more fun. But Ooh. I feel like if you choose some kind of caster, the possibilities to me in my brain seem more unlimited. I mean, mm -hmm. even in the number of times I've played sorcerer, for example, I've played different flavorings and I ch tend to choose my spells accordingly. Yeah. So, like, I just played a Clockwork Soul Sorcerer last night, and I made sure to choose spells that were flavored for her kind of specific level of mind control, because she's all about, like, telekinesis and telepathy, yeah. versus, like, I think of Korra, my Storm Sorcerer, whereas she's more about controlling the elements. And then, of course, there was my first Sorcerer, Lavinia, who was all about fire and burning stuff fire. to the ground. Mm. So it sounds like sorcerer is the answer. Sounds but like I don't think it is. I'm not. I'm saying like a caster because I think that's the answer everybody's expecting me to go for. So now I have mm. to be a contrarian. I think it would be druid. I just think that they're tanks and they're wildly interesting to play. Mm -hmm. And so if I had to be gated to one, it, the the first two that popped into my head were monk and druid, and I think I'm going to go druid. Final okay, answer. Man. Lock it up. Interesting. And interesting. Well, that was fun. Uh, stumped me, and then you surprised me. And then Stumping I surprised and surprising. you. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. So today's topic. So let's let's yeah. let's back this straight up. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you how I got here. Please. So first of all, I recognize for any of my friends and family listening, I understand that all I talk about is D and D. <laughs> I am so unapologetic about this. Yeah, good, like, good, good, good. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> D &D. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. Uh, and I'm going to continue loving it for a very long time. Um, we kind of touched on this with the Dungeon Coach last episode um, about starting to like ponder what is it about D&D? Why was this the thing that we just all gripped onto and I have yeah. so many hypotheses there but as I was thinking about that exact question I began to wonder could I go a whole day or even just a whole podcast episode without talking about D&D <laughs> or ADHD <laughs> and oh my gosh just as I mentioned to you like we're all about pushing each other's not boundaries I don't feel like you've ever crossed a bound but we are about but like buttons. you know like 
buttons or, you know, just, yeah, we do push each other's buttons for sure. Um, <laughs> but saying like, hey, let's let's expand our comfort yes. zone. Yes. Okay. That's, yes. that's what I was trying to say. And so in that same sense, like, should we get out of our comfort zones and talk about something else? And the reason I was thinking about this is because I just went on a very long road trip talking about pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Mm. I said yes to my first family vacation in over 20 years. And so <laughs> I spent <laughs> almost 48 hours with my parents driving from Charlotte, North Carolina to Freeport, Maine. I mean, mm. the drive is only technically 16 hours, but with traffic and stops, it took us two days of travel to get there. This is one way that you and I differ. That's another topic we need to talk about one day is like, we, yeah. there are a lot of ways you and I are similar, but there are so many yes. ways that we are different. And and like, right. I love, I love a car ride. I love a road trip. Mm. But what I know about, I now know I, I need to be very selective with who's in that car with me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, mom and dad, but you know it's true. And I, I also just really love solo car trips. I think okay. I, I love my friends. I love you, Matt. I will do pretty much anything in the world with with you. But I like I think road trips with myself more than anybody else, which is nice. weird to say out loud. No, I wonder no, what no. that is about. I don't think you're alone. Yeah, I think there's others in the world. So as I as I was in the car, and there were many times in the road trip that I just had to put my AirPods in and just listen to music so as to not have to talk to my parents anymore. Wow, just like a teenager, (laughs) just like a teenager, circa 16, 15. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of thinking time. So Uh uh, what, what is it about, you know, ADHD and D&D and, and, and what are some other things we could talk about? Okay, so here's the question. Did your parents tell you to stop talking about it, or you just didn't t- talk D&D with them? And then you couldn't, and then you were like, well, then I don't have anything to say. Uh, I couldn't talk about ADHD with them. Uh, I, I haven't oh, even wow. tried with D&D right. because I know that it's so weird to them that I couldn't sure. even. Satanic. So satanic. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, thankfully, my parents aren't <laughs> part of the satanic panic. Uh, but they wouldn't get it. They mm-hmm. barely get my love of theater. So like, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the a, fact that I spent challenge. hours, you know, like looking into a screen at my friends pretending to be anybody other than me, they would just, they wouldn't get. And I feel like, I, honestly, I feel like that's the case for a lot of my friends. Yeah. Probably some of my friends listening to this podcast right now are like, yeah. I love Allison, but I don't freaking get it. So as I've mentioned before, I do use Marco Polo to stay in touch with certain friends. And a good friend named Mike Smith, who is a big fan of the podcast, really loved the Dungeon Coach episode. And he said, I don't know the first thing about Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing games. It's not my thing. Uh, And there are plenty of times where y'all are talking, I just go, he said, but what you try to do is to present topics in such a way that is at least a little bit inclusive most of the time. And in this Mm -hmm. case, it was the Dungeon Coach as a creator of a piece mm-hmm. of, of work. He, he could have yep. been a writer. He could have been a playwright. He could have been a, a number yeah. of things. The point was we were inspired by this man who yeah. was, you know, taking a full-time steady job and, and throwing it away, quote-unquote, and and then, you know, doing <laughs> this thing. And, and Mike was like, I just want you to know that 
uh, even though I don't know what you were talking about, it was still exceptionally cool. So, my point mm. being uh, that I do feel this pain that you kind of maybe, maybe it's not pain. I mean, we are unapologetic about it, but another part of this podcast could also just be um, talking about these things that we love in the way that other people mm-hmm. talk about their loves yeah, in an interesting way, too, right? I think but, so. But your challenge, though, today is can we make a podcast that we don't talk about D&D? And it's interesting because that was so that was the original idea, right? Is uh-huh. is what what would Matt and I talk about for roughly an hour if oh. you took this away from us? Mm. But even as I was making the outline today, you know, uh, so I asked, I said, "What did we love before D and D? Seriously, mm-hmm. like, what were our hobbies before? Because I think, I hope, fingers cr- was, was uh, you guys was I an interesting person before?" <laughs> I'm not even saying I'm an interesting person now, but... Not at all. Not boring. at all. Absolutely in, in, intolerable. Button-pushing. <laughs> you would saw... Okay, okay. But here, we're getting into something really interesting, though. So, as usual, I did not know where this was going to go, but now I'm starting to see something. So, we did used to speak about many different other things. And in fact... Bivens Brothers Creative, the Biv Bros Show, had you on as a guest a number of times, and we didn't talk about D and D back then. We talked about musical theater Disney and theater and Disney and theater. But I also knew about you that sports were a major, major part of your life. That's Sporting right. events. Uh, football, I, I don't know beyond that. Okay. I will go to any sporting event. If you're like, hey, I got tickets for a hockey game or a baseball game, or I will go. But yeah. I do not follow anything other than football. Right. To, right. Just so you know. But you're right. I, I forgot. Because I did. I th- There you was did. a season. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. They are six hours apart without Atlanta traffic. Atlanta traffic, God bless you. I once, when I first moved back to Charlotte from New York City, I can't believe this. This this feels like another lifetime. I had mm-hmm. season tickets to the University of Alabama games, which is like <gasps> seven and a half, almost eight hours from Charlotte. So I was driving to Alabama twice a month to go to football games. <laughs> You've just described one of my visions of hell. <laughs> you just described I- one of the most horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm about to make it even worse. I'm about to take your hell and twist it. You had to go on a bike. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Sorry. There's football, there's driving, and then there's more football. So I would get in the car on Friday. I would drive to Alabama. I would get in sometime late Friday. I would spend all day. Because Saturday down south, man is an all-day affair. It does not matter if the game is at 6 o'clock at night, which when you're Alabama, you're in primetime. We would do things all day celebrating our love of our team, Roll Tide. Wow. Okay? So that was all day Saturday, right? And then the game. And then I would get up at the butt crack of dawn. We're talking, like, on the road at 4.35 a.m. So Ooh. I could be back in Charlotte in time for a Panthers football game. Whose kickoff is normally 1 p.m. on Sunday? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god so a i like i didn't remember any of this it's like it was out of my brain and suddenly you just like unlocked this box that i forgot i had and yeah i was that hardcore about it that i would oh my god i totally okay. forgot about that phase of my life okay so i like i like that and i just added something to to the concept of this podcast you've named sports and we, you know we could talk about theater as well Mine, at one point, music, playing music, um, being in a rock and roll band, and or even in Chicago, playing with many talented yep. musicians here, yep. doing theater. There was a time where I was a full-time actor, which was super fun. And so, so one question that I get all the time, which you probably get some, some version of it, do you miss playing music? Truthfully, honestly, I do not do not. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that won't change. The other thing is I know that certain things are going to be a part of you, but do I miss it? Like being my full-time gig? No, I do not. I do not miss it. I will always be a musical person. I will always have yep. these instruments ready to go. I love being on stage. I know that I do. I think I'm pretty good at it. And I feel like there's things about being in a play that I really, 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 really loved. But do I miss being on stage right now? Right now, I don't. In the pandemic, this thing came into my life, and it filled these creative drives, social drives, so on and so forth. Yep. And I say those things, they really do feel true for yeah. me. I've gotten that, too, because so I, I majored in theater in college. Mm -hmm. I stuck around Charlotte for a couple of years afterwards, did as much community theater as I could. Then I moved to New York to make it big time. Spoiler alert, I didn't make it big time. Took classes, was in a couple like little bitty things, but kind of realized early on I didn't, I, first of all, I hate auditioning. And that, mm -hmm. if you're gonna be a professional actor, if anybody's listening on the cusp of wanting that, auditioning is gonna have to be a part of your everyday. But really went for the experience, right? Yeah. And was lucky enough while I lived in New York, I mean, theater there was the thing that I ate, slept, breathed. You know, my first job in New York was for Broadway.com. Uh, I spent the last several years working as a hotel concierge where I got to talk about my two great loves, theater and food. So I was very much ingrained in it. And because of that was constantly going to see shows on someone else's dime. I, I mm -hmm. totally lucked into those roles to get, to get that. So, I mean, there would be weeks, especially when like the seasons were just starting, I would be at the theater four or five nights a week. And I remember when I moved back to Charlotte and people said, oh, where are you gonna get back into the theater here? And I, it just, even the thought of it exhausted me. But I was fortunate enough, one of my first jobs back in Charlotte, I worked for Muzak. <laughs> yes, the right. elevator music company, as everybody knows. <laughs> And I still don't know how this happened actually, but I somehow wormed my way into being a voice talent because they do a lot of like the voice on hold or like oh. the in-store messaging. Yes. And so then I was, I remember answering that question with like, the, everything's a stage, right, Matt? Like this is our yeah. stage now, we are performing. Yeah. Well, I realize every time we go to a convention, I realize every time we play Dungeons and Dragons for 16 hours a day, it feels more to me like music was at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of like, Oh, I want, I want to see how far we can take this, mm -hmm. you know, and you and I have talked about how this particular passion is just so, it's so broad. There's so many people. And I think that's also sort of an, an analogy to music in some ways where mm -hmm. I do have a, I do have another dream of just playing Irish music in a bar wherever I land at like 75 to 80 years old 
just mm-hmm. I think that will happen to me someday because I yeah. love that music. I'll go back to it. But right now, this is the thing that I would, I would, I would, I would fight through fear. I'd fight through discomfort. I would fight through nerves. I'd fight through difficulty mm-hmm. because <laughs> because as we said many times, being a dungeon master is an enormous amount of work, or it can be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to put in the hours and the work for it. So, yeah, I don't know. We're tiptoeing dangerously close to the we're talking about D&D line. I know, I know. Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did I go too far? Did I, I go too far? I don't know. Okay. I, I, right. I, I, yeah. I think, I think this is what we're doing first. This, in so many ways, has replaced yeah, other yeah. major, major plastics in, in a very hardcore way. So, especially if you're new to something, but especially yeah. if you are trying to make it a bigger part of your life, yeah, you get yeah. you're annoying. It's the it's the join it's the first, you know, year that you're in that cult, right? Like you can't talk about anything else and you, you know, you do drive your friends insane, right? I'm trying to find <laughs> and this this is where I will now tiptoe dangerously close to the line okay. of like what's the common thread, right? Mm-hmm. But one one common thread I know about that we've talked about is my uh penchant for uh, fangirlness over whatever mm-hmm. it is. And yeah. I think the common thread there, and this may have nothing to do with neurospiciness, but is the almost interactive aspect of it. So obviously mm-hmm. when music and theater were a part of my life, those were things that I was doing. I was singing or learning an instrument or performing on stage, right? Doesn't get much more interactive than that. Same thing with like the voiceover work and stuff like that. But even in sports, if you listen to the, the little anecdote I told at the top of this, I was actively being a part of the community. I wasn't just walking into a stadium going woo and wearing mm-hmm. some colors and walking back out. I was spending an entire day in celebration of that thing that I loved, hopping between tailgates and trying to get on camera for you know ESPN. I guess what it is is I just have to be the center of attention. I have to well, implant myself in all of the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not, that's not a good side no, of myself to see. Well, I don't know. Oh, no. if, it depends on, on how you take it. It depends on, on where you're going with that, right? Like, can you be a center of, of attention, but then also be surrounded by people that you love and share that attention at the same time? Can you, can you revel in other people's wins? Can you allow... Mm-hmm. The spotlight to shift from you to other people. I'm feeling for you the the analogy is far more sports than theater or or anything else. It really sounds like it more because here's yes. And I'm a combat gremlin. Like I I love the competitiveness, the trying to oh. beat something is the aspect of D and D that I keep talking uh-huh. about over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay, okay. All right, so here's here's my last here's my last thing about this and then we can really try to talk about things that we're also into. Uh, another reason that this feels different special is that when I was a musician, when I was an actor, I never felt like I belonged. Even in my own band, I did not have an encyclopedic knowledge of the Beatles or any band. I didn't care that much about history of music. I liked new music. I liked I liked performance of music as an actor. I have some really, sure. really dear friends that are mm. great actors and I can hang with them, but th- there is a game I don't know. I don't I don't get it, right? I don't get it. Yeah. I didn't so both theater and, and music, I always 
felt like an outsider. I wasn't doing a bunch of drugs. I wasn't having sex with a lot of people. And this, when we went to GaryCon, I was like, oh, these are our people. These are our people. I get them. I get them. I know we make a point to not talk too much about the rock band years, um, but interestingly enough, on last episode of ADHD 20, with Alan, when the the topic of like, what is it about this? Mm-hmm. Right. And I said something about like, like, rarely do I know so immediately that like, I found my thing. And, and every time that I've known immediately, like, this is my thing. I, it has been like, I've not been mm-hmm. wrong. All right. So for whoever has woo woo uh, manifestation on their ADHD 20 bingo card uh, <laughs> to kind of go back into, we went through a few episodes back about like our core values exercise. Right. And like, like yeah. the meat and potatoes of who we are and what influences our every decision. And yeah. in doing this exercise to find my core values, I found seven. One of them was community. And I to uh-huh. exactly what you were saying, like one thing I've noticed that the things that I am immediately like this, this is where I belong. Yeah. So the one before D&D was Jump Little Children and its community, mm-hmm. where I knew sure. the second that I saw you guys, both as a band and in meeting all of the people, like this is this is a sense of belonging. This is For the, me too. the island of misfits of- For, And I, I built that, and I built you that. <laughs> you were the architect. As, as I was the architect that built it in the, what, what did yep. God do? He built it in the, in the man, in the form of his, own, oh, what is it? His, in his own image. He created man in his own image. I created, I nurtured the that community in the listserv to be people that I would want to hang out with and who I was, that I wanted to be with. And somehow that worked. And so I get that. I really, really do. It was the community the, all along. And now we are in a, a similar, loving, caring, understanding have community. I ever told you mm-hmm. the reason that I started liking football specifically? It I just it all ties back in here. Okay. You know, growing up in Alabama, you knew from a very young age, we're talking toddler, right? If you were gonna be Alabama or Auburn. And like that's okay. how your your weekends were spent, worshiping at the altar of college football. Wow. And it was the only time that I was welcome to scream in the house. I learned really quickly as a little kid. <laughs> Oh, man. I could yell inside and I felt accepted oh my in my God. own <laughs> loud so... mouth skin. Oh, dude. That's but so it's ex- sad. But it, it's not. It's acceptance and community, right? Like I was yeah. it, like mm-hmm. any of those those points in your life where you feel okay to come as you are and mm. just be are always like, you know, signpost moments throughout your life. And I vividly remember if I yelled in the house six other days a week, mm-mm. but if I yelled in the house on Saturday because somebody forced a turnover, green flag. Good job. Good job. <laughs> wow. I love that. I really love that. Wow. <laughs> you can really inside look at my life at this one. That, yeah, man. You know, that's a perfect cap, I think, for this for this topic. I get it. It's it's community. So we, we it's not like we we shouldn't be so surprised. But uh, I'm gonna go with you and just say I'm gonna remain unapologetic about it. I'm so proud of us for having other 
other interests, but we can still love D&D the most. We can. We can. <laughs> I'm going to put this in the a W success. column. Okay. I'm going to call this a win. <laughs> a sports reference. I, wow, I that was to. a Thank good you. callback, man. That was good. And I never knew that was a sports reference until I moved to Chicago. <laughs> when I was 40. Um <laughs> I'll go on record and say that one of my goals is to get you to an Alabama football game. I'm not going to try for Carolina Panthers because yeah, I first of all I know how you feel about Charlotte, but like that's just a more sterile experience. But I think I think that you would enjoy going to an old Southern town and seeing. Mm. Like the history and the, because you're somebody who I think does like appreciate a good tradition or ritual. Yeah. There is something special about like game day food uh, and just the celebration and the community of it. So I am going to go on record and say that one of my new bucket list items is to take Matthew Bivens to a University of Alabama football game. I would love that. And and I'll, I'll just say it's something that I would never, ever try to put together myself. I would never actively go to Alabama right. to do that. I would never go right. to, to see the, a Panthers game in that way. However, if anybody is having a group outing to something like a Cubs game or something that means a lot to them, you know I'm going to be there. And I'm go- yeah. for that same reason. that Because I, I love to people watch. I've never understood the, the the rules of football, so maybe finally someone's gonna like. Maybe you'll gotcha. finally, yeah, finally. But Matt, you were you were in marching band. I sure was. The whole reason that I know everything I know about football is because I had to in order, like, because you have to know. I, no I'm, idea I'm, what was happening. I I did ADHD, dude, and I didn't know. I've no, wow. I did not know what was happening on the field. Never did. Not once. I just was there. Okay. I, I, I moved where they told me to move. I, I played my sax. I, I did my little Michael Jackson dance. I had no idea what they were doing. I guess. You know, I would I see the on... scores change. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm just, well, no idea. So I, I didn't march with my clarinet. I was on drumline. And so we yeah. had to know what was going on in the game because that dictated what we were playing and what we were doing. And we were doing things with, like, the the cheerleaders and our yeah. dance team were called Dorians. So, like, I had to know actively what was going on in the field in order to be weird. That's, that's an no, interesting we just, difference. No, we had that. a really, really, really good um, drum major. We had an amazing drum okay. major. And he was super fabulous okay. and just, I, right. I just I never knew. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I did realize, you know, I hate on my hometown of Birmingham a whole lot. And I realized part of that's because I've never really experienced it on my own. And as an adult, I associate it with, you know, childhood. Mm-hmm. Right. But Birmingham mm-hmm. has had a really cool like renaissance. So I say yeah. we do like a, a weekend trip. Okay. Don't stay with my parents. Like just go to, to Birmingham as tourists. Yeah. Go down to Tuscaloosa for a football game and uh, continue to push buttons and push ourselves out of our own comfort zones. But we'll probably also turn that into a weekend D&D trip. Yes. I'm totally okay for that. We're going to find a spooky-ass house in the bowels of Alabama. That's most of them. Yeah, that's most of them. (laughs) At least back in the day. Probably not. Challenge accepted. Okay, perfect. Oh, my God. You always always make it happen, Allison. I don't know. You always make it happen. 
that's very impressive. Uh, this was fun. I, I really enjoyed this. I did, I yeah. did come into this with having my doubts, but also faith in the two of us that we yeah we'd yeah. Carve, we'd find the path. We can do Druid it. We'll reference. Find the path because we're professionals. Don't forget we're everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Allison, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for being on my podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it was a joy and a delight. Until next time. Yeah. What, what is the song for Roll Tide? Go Roll Tide! I'm going to break your legs. Everybody come on down to the field. I'm going to run around with a thing made of leather. Now I'm going to throw it to a big ass... Uh, Pitchfork on the other side of the field. Is this? Am I close? Is this, it, you're, is this it's, it's uncanny. Right. I'm just making it up off the top of my head. It's it's pretty much exactly what they sing. Right. Roll you're, tide. Come on, everybody. Won't you please throw me the ball? I don't even. Oh, oh God! Help! Help! Oh God! Help! You're oh. you're basically a clairvoyant with mm-hmm. how close you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt pretty close <laughs> to God, who made a uh, man in His own image. <laughs> Full of the callbacks today. Get out of the field and take off your clothes. Everybody throw a football all around the house. <laughs> Let little baby Allison scream her guts out in public. <laughs>